You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for joining us on CarCast. I'm Adam Carl. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there. Hey, how are you? So much going Castrol on. Castrol CarCast. The... Oh, Castrol um, CarCast. Castrol CarCast. I got you. Thanks, man. Castrol CarCast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. I think I'm getting the uh, different drummer car back tomorrow. Ooh, from nice. uh, Always love getting a race car. Back. I love a race car. Yeah. I like the videos that he sends of it firing up and driving down the street. It gets me excited. It gets me tingly in my bits. Yeah. Because... Did we show that video on this uh, show of uh, the car <laughs> zipping down the did we, highway? No, we did that, we did yeah. that on the uh, On ACS, on ACS, but I don't think we did it here. This, this is a car show. It is a car show. I want to thank uh, Castrol Edge, Titanium Strong for Maximum Engine Performance for uh, the show. Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag, enter podcast one, Geico, geico.com, and Zybar as well. So um, we got back from the auctions. We had a big auction uh, weekend. Um, the auction, we went to RM. We brought the Mira. We brought the 350. I'd say the overall tone of the auction was pretty good in terms of sales. I don't think anything broke the bank. There were a couple of buys couple of good buys. There were a couple things that did a little better than they normally do, like a Ferrari Daytona, that nice Ferrari Daytona yeah. that ended up all in at 775, which is and high for those cars. Bo Bachman came out the big winner with his ugly Ferrari wagon, but funky, cool, and and right? Like, I don't even know how to explain it because you'd have to find the images. We'll have to put up an image. Yeah, they call them the sort of shooting break. They've been around. There's a few of them. They're based on a 330. The goal wings all sort of came in where the goal wings come in and the stuff was the... My surprise was the 959 Comfort did not sell. And there was maybe, what, about 80 cars, but there's only about 10 or so that had a reserve. The rest were no reserve cars. I didn't and the know. the did not sell. I didn't know. Was it? I know you said it before. We went out and filmed it, so we'll be able to have it for you. I did not know. I mean, I know you've said it before, but I, I was still surprised with a kind of accusatory tone that there, that percentage of them were non-reserve cars. Yeah. I, yeah, was it really can, that we can, many? We can double check our. Uh, you can look. You can look it up because uh, uh, our hammer price. We should. Uh, we yeah. should look into that. So uh, our car sold. They didn't get the money we wanted. They never do, or sometimes they do actually. But in this case, they didn't. But I needed the money to uh, buy a house, so we're going to turn the page and get on with our goddamn. Lives. They both just got to the reserve. One was two million bucks, the other was five hundred grand. And again, lower than what I think the cars are worth. But the market spoke, and uh, I got a new house to work on. So uh, that is my life. Also, other race cars to try to procure and sort of get under the under the garage. Yeah. So about thirty five cars that had a reserve, and the rest no reserve. So. Not quite the numbers I was thinking of, but more than half. Uh, so there were eighty car, eighty cars, all in, huh? Yeah. Let's see. We got uh, it was one sixty eight 
It started at 168, went to 241. Yeah, but that's more like 70, right? Or 73. Yeah, so maybe half the cars, a little less than half the cars had a reserve and a little more than half were no right, reserve. But that ain't 10 out of 80. The uh, J- Just yell, I apologize, right. yes, your highness. I'm wrong. Yes. It, <laughs> it, was ha- it was about half the cars were no it reserve. It seemed like at the time when we were scrolling through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why one must do one's research before one speaks, man. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was... The a, Cobra didn't sell. The 289 <clears throat> Cobra didn't sell. Cobras are a little weird. Um, you know, the thing about Cobras and all things Shelby, and for that matter, Ferrari to some degree, I think people had a thought that when the old man died or the old men died, it would shoot up like an artist. And it never really did. You know, Shelby died... And the cars didn't really weren't affected. Yeah, which is a little counterintuitive. And Ferrari, I think, it was kind of the same thing. Like the cars were just the cars; they were either going to do what they were going to do, or they weren't. But there was a thought within the industry that when Carroll Shelby goes, and Carroll Shelby had like a heart transplant, a liver transplant, like an everything transplant. Yeah. So like the notion of him going went on for like fifteen or twenty years, yeah. right? Like this guy's going to go, and they were saying that for. 20 years before he died. I want to say he was the oldest living heart transplant recipient. I think he was the oldest living double organ recipient or something like that. And maybe heart as well. He could have had both records. Either way, um, the stuff didn't really move. The Cobras, Cobras are kind of a weird car because everyone agrees they love them. Everyone agrees they're valuable. But, People haven't agreed that they're a million-dollar-plus car. Sometimes with the right racing history, if they are competition Cobras, they go over. Actually, here's an interesting uh, metric or yardstick or tool of measurement. Right. You ready? We're constantly talking about um, focusing on race cars. We're constantly talking about shifting the collection slowly, uh, selling street cars to buy more race cars and track cars. Um, Personally, you know, the street cars are great. They look great. They're great for shows and stuff like that. But you really can't go out and punish them, you know. And the race cars, you can go flog those cars and have a good time. And I don't mean a good time like cars and coffee good time yeah, yeah. which is standing in front of your car telling people about it but i mean like really going and driving those cars right and so i think ultimately for us that seems to be the end game let's get out and drive these cars plus we love the race cars now as we discussed a race car formerly had no real value unless it was a Ferrari or one Lamar, like whatever, right. you know, Mercedes yeah. Benz, you know, auto union or something like that. But just you're, you're run of the mill race cars, even with one Sebring or one Daytona, it's like, eh, yeah, one in 87, who cares? You know, didn't, not much mm-hmm. anything. Now everything's going up. But if people want to just kind of look at the, the yardstick to measure, you know, people say, well, I'm spending so much for a race car. What about the street car? Well, Look no further than a Cobra. A 289 Cobra streetcar, nicely done, is 850 grand. Maybe it's 900 grand. Right. But it's not a million dollars. Right. 
a two, that's what we just saw, I believe. A 289 Cobra with real racing experience is 1.5, right? I mean, it kind of depends on who drove it and where they drove it and how many entries it had and how many times it podiumed. But I think it's safe to say that a 289 Cobra with good period race history is one plus. Right. And that plus isn't one one. It's it's one three, yeah. one five. And this this streetcar, this two eighty nine Cobra from from this weekend from RM, the estimate was eight fifty to nine fifty. And uh it didn't sell, although with the fee it would have definitely been in that range. Um because the high bid was eight forty. But you know, eight fifty to nine fifty is what they're saying the streetcar is. Right. So it didn't sell though. Didn't I sell. mean it got to eight forty. Got the eight forty. So me me point is this. Now you have to add the ten percent premium onto that. Yeah. And if it stalls out, I mean if it hammers at eight forty, you gotta tack another eighty grand onto yeah. that. It's gonna get you to nine twenty. Right. Okay. <clears throat> but here's my point. Street two eighty nine under a million bucks. Yeah. And that was a nice one. That was a nice one, yeah. White with the red interior. Race two eighty nine with some history. I think over one three to one five to one seven, like sort of depending yeah. on how much. Yeah, Max Apata. Now you got to look for two eighty nine Cobra race car, and uh, that's sold recently at auction. You can look that up too. Because so here, so what did we do? We took a street car, we took a race car, and the race car we just tacked on another five hundred grand, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's the difference if we're talking about street cars and race cars. Now, here's me point, uh, and, and tell me what you think of this. Tell me if this is a safe statement. Cobra's unique. Cobra's pretty old. Cobra's 60s and Shelby and all that kind of stuff. If you would have gone back 15 years, maybe 20 years, I do think the street version would have sold for more than the race version. Fair statement. Yeah, yeah, and the one he's brought up here is uh, is a competition, a two eighty nine competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's this one point one seven six euros, million euros, and I think that's like one point three million. So there's one for right. sale. It's got a competition Cobra. One point one seven six is probably closer to one point four. U.S. You but, can look yeah. it up. At, uh, yeah, thanks right. for crapping on my point a little at bit. That, no, no. At the Goodwood well, Revival. 1.33. Hmm? 1.33. I did look it up. Oh, how dare you talk back to me. <laughs> this is my wrong. At the Goodwood Revival this year, 2018, a 289 competition sold for 1.755. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> and in 2015, at uh, an, uh, RM... In 2015, one sold for 1.98. So, so they, the same car with the right history on the track is more valuable than the street-going version of itself, thus making my sort of race car, street car value arguments. The same yeah. car, one's a race car and the other's a street car. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to do sometimes with apples to apples and it, because you just don't. You know, you 
kind of weird. Like you couldn't do it with a five ten because a five ten streetcar is worth nine thousand yeah. dollars. But uh, that is my my example, and so we like the race cars. We do like the race cars. We like the stories. We like the way they look. And, of course, the value of it certainly adds to it. And the number two most expensive car sold at RM this weekend was a blue Lamborghini Miura. Oh. Well, I feel better. The number one was $22 million. So it's a Ferrari. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. This stuff is the real deal, people. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Visit Zycoat, Z-Y-C-O-A-T, Zycoat. Coat.com mm-hmm. now at Zycoat.com. All right. So what else are we looking at out there in the world? So we're getting our different drummer 510 in. I couldn't yeah, be happier that's about gonna be that. That's going to be good. Oh. And I see uh, Jose grinding away on the uh, the BRE 510. Got the BRE 510 on the rotisserie. Yeah. I uh, want to clear up a little something with you. They have brass tag cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're informed by Jim who did the... Uh, different drummer car that it had a brass tag on it, but now I'm weirdly and confusedly because it's funny. I get older, my memory starts fading, and as as my hard drive shrinks, I get more information on my hard drive. So yeah. this is lose lose, which is <laughs> I get older, my memory gets worse, and there's so much more to remember. Yeah, we I believe we're talking about. The Trans Am cars, the brass tag yeah. Trans Am yeah. cars, and that it was a big deal to have a brass tag on your Trans Am car. It's a little tag that looked like a fishing lure they'd put on the roll cage, and only a handful of cars had it. This is a Trans Am 510 that has B sedan and Trans Am history, and, and so it's kind of rare. Oh, and uh, at some point, I believe we had this discussion, and Jim Frella, Frula, who built the car, uh, restored the car. He said, oh, there's a brass tag on this. Now, he sent me a picture. He sent you a yeah, picture. He sent so. an email or something like that. Then I talked to Les, and I said, that's a brass tag car. And he said, no, it's not. And I said, isn't it? I thought Jim Frula said it was. And he said, we took that car apart and like dipped it and stuff. We would have known if there was a brass tag we, on it. Why don't we call Jim? I feel like there's an email floating around. On the other hand, the car is going to be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just have fun looking? But doesn't this I, all I sound familiar thought, to you? Yeah, I thought we talked about it on the show at one point, and then Jim sent an email, and he said, here's the clarification, and he defined it for us. And, and, right. and But now I don't remember. We'll show. Well, you have no excuses. You're young. And you don't have anything to think about. So I don't know <laughs> what your excuse is. Speaking of people that don't have stuff to think about, Max Pata. Hey, do we have you the email and- the uh, vid of that car buzzing down the road that we can uh, we can find? I don't know why it gives me a boner. Yeah, just a five ten. We'll turn up the sound, man. Turn it up, man. Here we go. I love it. Take that, Johnny Law. (laughs) Can't wait to get that thing out onto the track. 
Uh, five tens were so fun. And I don't know why. Is there a car? I'm going to ask you this, and I'm going to put it to Matt, and I'm going to put it to Max Pata. Okay. By All right. Way, I think I got his email about the brass. Have tr- yeah. All right. See if we can do this. There's certain cars. All cars look better in race trim. If you take a look at a Ferrari Daytona, when you see the car in race trim that Newman drove at Daytona, you go, yeah. oh, that's bitching. Yeah. But you also see a regular Ferrari Daytona, and it looks pretty bitching, too. Yeah, yeah, the 360 GT that we looked at, the Ferrari 360 GT this weekend was badass in race trim. Not too over the top compared right. to a street car, but still 20% better. But a 360 looks pretty good, too. Yeah. All right, a Datsun 510 looks like fried hell in non-race <laughs> trim. It just looks like a shit box. It's like the Kia of its day. Yeah. You know? It just, you couldn't think of anything, especially when it had like the plastic hubcaps on it, mm-hmm. orange with the 80 series tires. It just couldn't look worse. But somehow when you put it in, in race trim, it just looks so fucking badass. Like yeah. I just love it. And it doesn't change the shape. It just, I love it. Yeah. Is there a car that benefits more? Now, again, this is a personal taste thing. I happen to love those. But you take Alfa Romeo GTVs or GTAs, and you go, oh, they look good in race trim. Yeah, but they look pretty good in street trim. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hand up. Lancia. The Fulvia. (laughs) The Volva. Everything John Campion owns. (laughs) Everything Lancia. Everything Lancia. It's It's a good call. That guy's entire collection looks amazing in race trim, but if he had the street collection... You'd walk right past it. I yeah, do- but everything with a martini livery yeah, is amazing, too. Max Bass is about to say it's yeah. in the martini livery, which is an awesome yeah. livery, which makes everything look good. Bonus you- points for uh, nailing the martini livery on the for Chris Loxamana. I was at the quail. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying but to But that think. car is kind of ugly in street trim, the Lancia. That it, it is. It is kind of terrible. It is, it is pretty ugly in street trim, and that is a good, that is a good call. And... You just can't really do that with as as much as I'm not a big Corvette fan. Yeah, they don't really change that. They don't much. change that much. Oh, you know, Aston Martin DB9's got good bones, so in race trim it looks marginally better. Like we said, the 360 already looks good, so in race trim it's a little bit better, but not wildly different. Right? You know, it's it's not the Lancia. It's not the 510. Right. You know, and then there are cars like maybe TR7. Maybe, but it's still kind of okay, but you're yeah. right. Then there are cars like the the rare racing VW Bug, which still looks like shit in race trim, <laughs> and it looked like shit when it was my dad owned one in 1972, yeah. right? Yeah, doesn't Tanner race one in Rallycross? Well, <laughs> Tanner races, and sorry, I'm thinking about the vintage version yeah. of it. Tanner races to front engine water-cooled fiberglass one-piece shell dropped on the 600-horsepower version of it with the sequential (laughs) shifter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I wonder if the proportions aren't changed. Like, is it it stretched? Is the wheelbase different? Like, and they just put, like, a big... It's kind of like an RC car with a Lexan body you put on it. Just kind of... You know what car has probably the least amount of modifications and changes when you see it in its race trim, and there are a few out there in race trim versus non-race trim, 
is the Mercedes Goldwing. Mm-hmm. Like when you physically look at those cars, it's like they just put a meatball on the side of them. There's no front anything air yeah. dam. There's no rear spoiler thing. The, the rims look the same. Like the yeah. tires look yeah, the yeah. same. That must but, drive Pete Brock nuts because <laughs> he's all about getting that arrow dialed in, little tricky wings and air dams and splitters and brake ducts. And- it is weird that when you see those cars in the race gym, they virtually look like someone just drove them over there yeah. and just put a number on the side of them, right? Yeah. It's got to be one of the least changed cars. Yeah. Okay. But I. But it, it also makes you question, like, what is the race trim SL value versus the regular SL value? I am now realizing that all things are about I, – I, I was saying to Dr. Drew for a long time, all roads lead to narcissism. And it's not always a bad thing, but they all lead to narcissism. So when you're standing around, as we've discussed before, your car's a coffee. Yeah. And you brought your Goldwing, which is a very rare and exotic, expensive and beautiful car – and you say to the group of car guys there, hey, look at my Goldwing. Inevitably, three guys are going to go, oh, I had a Goldwing. Yeah. Because they're car bringing guys. it to cars and coffee. <laughs> I sold it in the, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Or I had one. Yeah. Or I have one at home. Or I may get one. Well, I'm looking at one. I'll bring it tomorrow. I'll bring it next yeah. Sunday. So in terms of your all roads lead to narcissism, that's basically like going, hey, everybody. I'm showing up to the the Christmas party with my new girlfriend, Tammy. And then a bunch of dudes coming around going, oh, yeah, I fucked her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tammy. That's right. Yeah, I used to fuck her. I'm thinking about fucking her again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next weekend. Yeah, and to your point, we don't hate the going. We like the going. We it's like the going. Everybody's gullwing. done a lap in the going. Not everyone's done. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Tammy now? No, I'm not. <laughs> I would like to have a going. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But since all roads lead to narcissism and somebody could easily say, oh, I used to have a going or I have one at home in that group. Right. If you were bragging to Wayne Carini about your going, he'd go, oh, man, I must have bought and sold 15 of these over the years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden your story's not so fucking fantastic. If you're standing in front of the 935 and you go, Paul Newman drove this at Lamont, no one else goes, oh, yeah, I got the same Porsche at home. Like, or I used to have one, too. Like, you don't have that story, right? Right. So if all roads lead to narcissism and everyone wants to stand in front of their car and tell the story, well, if... The story is I used to have one or I'm getting one or I got a friend that has two of them kind of shits on your story a little bit. Yeah. Then driving it at Lamont sort of helps your story. Yeah. Well, then if it's all about the story, which is all about the narcissistic um, impulses we all have, well, then you got to turn toward race cars because there are thousands, not tens of thousands, but I don't know. 4,000 or maybe 2,000 gold wings out there. Right. How many with real race history? Yeah. Mm, 11? Yeah. 19? Four? You know what I'm saying? All right. Tell us about who um, you got to tell us about and we'll move on. Yeah. And to your point, like if the funds were available, you can still go and get a gold. You go to any auction and just 
get one and somebody else can get one, you know? Right. Um, let me tell you about Geico. Mm. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning. You can pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. If you just go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. Geico, baby. So what yeah. else is going on? Uh, I talked to Skip Barber yesterday. I told you. Yeah. Skip Barber. Look up Skip Barber for me. I always had the racing school. I'm guessing legendary racer and blah, blah, blah. Um, I did his podcast and he invited me to come out to Lime Rock and race in a professional Trans Am race. I, of course, said, yeah, not paying, but <laughs> yeah, we'll find someone to pay for it. But uh, if we can get me a ride in a professional Trans Am car at Lime Rock, Lime Rock is a I think it's a bucket list track if yeah. you're a Paul Newman fan and everything else. So um, hopefully Skip won three SCCA national championships in a row. So uh, he obviously knows his way around Lime Rock. And um, I think it'd be a fun thing to uh, go out there and get in a, get in a professional Trans Am car. Uh, I have no idea how the series works. I think it's coming up around my birthday. Yeah. Is that a is that a... Is that a Claudio Burton participated series? I guess it's a Trans Am. I guess he's in there. I don't. I don't don't know. know. Like we just talked about it yesterday, and we haven't. I don't know about uh, what they're doing, what they're planning. Max Apata can look it up, but I think it's Lime Rock. I guess you'd have to go on the schedule. I think it's my birthday is Labor Day or Memorial Day. I always screw that up. So do I. I really don't know which one. End of May. Uh, Labor Day. On, there's nothing in, in May on their website. Or Memorial yet. Day. On Lime Rock or Trans Ham? While mm. you're looking that up, do you want me to just tell you about this brass tag thing real quick? Yeah. Jim said the brass tag, as far as he knows, brass tags were were large and small board Trans Am cars when they first started that system. And he said that uh, the, the brass tag has uh like five digits on them the first two digits it's like like a 10 243 for example the first two digits were they designate the region mm-hmm. and then the the three digits after that uh is the number in the logbook oh memorial day is that my birthday yeah, Memorial Day is May 27th, so it's the oh. yeah, last week. How do I get so fucking old? Not, boy, did we do a bad job of celebrating me, the Corolla family. I never <laughs> knew. People would always go, Memorial, for 54 years, people have been going, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. And I'd be like, okay. Oh, yeah. And then they go, your birthday's on that weekend. I'd go, it is. <laughs> and then we'd go the next year, and I'd say the exact, I'd say the same thing yeah. every year. Yeah, you always have an extended weekend on your, on your birthday. Right. You never know. I don't like to celebrate me, though. But I do like Achievement Day, and it would be so. Is that my birthday weekend? Yeah, that Memorial, Memorial Day is your birthday next year. That'd be taking I mean, a, a Trans Am would be a nice Achievement a, Day, Achievement Day, <laughs> and birthday, and doing a professional Trans Am race at Lime Rock. All right, good. Sorry, what do you got? Yeah. Hi, he was just saying that the brass tag uh, it was stamped with the region and then the logbook 
uh, designation logbook number, and the ones that didn't participate and get the uh, the brass tag would just have uh, the numbers stamped into the roll bar hoop. Oh, so I, I don't have tag. a brass tag. Um, why the, do I have attached photo why below? Do, why do I have such a strong memory of something with a brass tag oh, on that car? Download photo. Let's All see. Right. We'll see what we can do. Uh, you are driving and we're driving. I see, you know what I'm seeing a lot of, you know, I saw something nice pass me on the freeway. Stamped roll bar. No oh, brass stamped, tag. Stamped. So we got to. Yeah, but he found the number. It's on there. He's okay, got it. Okay, good. All right. Well, not as fun as a brass tag, but at least I don't feel like a total <laughs> insane person because I remember we had a brass tag discussion and a picture. Right. But it was a picture of not of a brass tag, but of the stamping. But it was on the other stamping. Bar. And to be fair, it's. It's kind of got a color to it. <laughs> like you can sort of visualize it. Go, yeah. yeah. Looks like the, a brass tag. Yeah. You know. All right. The um, I had a Infinity sort of sports sedan pass me on the freeway the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It must be the new G something. Yeah. Based on the 370 platform or something. But it was a good looking piece of road going car. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of the new uh, Lexus. You know, we, you and I love the architecture of, we, okay, I think we like the, we like the uh, M6. Yeah. Uh, we like the big Lexus. We like the stuff that's like big shoulders and big haunches and front engine and like yeah, yeah. way more car than should have two doors, but just two doors on these big old yeah. bricks of cars. And I, that's just always a good look to it me. It is a good look. It's funny because uh, on the show earlier this week with Goldberg, we were talking about used cars. And I said, I felt like a good kind of used car I just started looking into. Um, uh, you know, sold the Alpha, maybe get another commuter car would be the like the 2011 through 2014 Mercedes CL63, the big right. full-size two-door coupe. The CL63, which is the Turbo 8, not the 12. That's the 65. Mm-hmm. That car was $175,000 to $200,000, depending on the options. You get one with 50,000 miles for forty five grand. It's a forty-seven grand. It's a beast. And it still looks good. Yeah. Like, it's, no, it's, it's what we're talking about. It's a hunchy, mean, thick, heavy, sturdy full car. Full-size coupe. I like a full-size coupe. Birth and hips. Yeah. <laughs> but what is the infinity I'm thinking of? Uh, Max so you have to look at. I don't, I don't know, know if they know. have put a in, big one like the Lexus, but put, the Infinity has a coupe. Put in like Infinity Sports Coupe or something. It passed me on the freeway, and I was like, "That's a good looking." Amelia car. Island a couple years ago, they they Infinity lent us a car to drive around. It was a, it was a coupe. It was a little more right three series ish. We went and we went and saw the four hundred, or so I'm calling it the four hundred, the Lexus, whatever there, which is another big, the the big one, the LC five hundred. We drove. I like um, where I like that car. That car is fantastic. I had another Lexus just pass me when I was walking Phil last night on the street. I I like the I like the way Lexus is looking. They're looking strong. This is the uh, yeah. What is, is that? This the one thing? that's the Q sixty. Yeah, Q sixty. Yeah. Tell me some of the specs on that because that looks like a solid mobile. Yeah, that's the, a good looking the, car. The thing about Infinity is because they're not BMW and they're not Mercedes and they're not Porsche. 
they're sort of like the chunky chick that's got to really put out. You know what I mean? Like she got to really knock your socks off in that sack. And that's when infinity does. I feel like, yeah, it's not a BMW and it's not a Porsche, but they got to, they got to beat it in all the departments and then come in a little bit cheaper. Right. Yeah, they do. And Acura, they kind of have to, yeah. But I, I, there's nothing wrong with the Infinity. I think it's a pretty good car. I mean, we haven't spent no, much not, time in it. But. Nothing wrong with it at all. I'm just, I'm just saying, if if sixty thousand, if you did, what is sixty thousand worth of Porsche buy you? What is sixty thousand worth of Mercedes or BMW buy you? And what is sixty thousand worth of Infinity buy you? And they had like a scale. Yeah. I just think you'd get more car oh, you for would. Your sixty for grand. Sixty thousand are worth of Porsche is a used Porsche, right? <laughs> Thank you. All right. You can look up some of the specs on that car, but that it passed me on the freeway. And I was like, that's a solid looking car. And I think yeah. I'm old enough now where I'd probably step out of the Z, but step into that car. And that the, the Lexus, the LC 500, which we really like, that's the car. We also, we, we talked about it at the San Marino motor classic because it has, that's the one where it's available with the really expensive paint job that looks blue, but has no blue pigment. Right. Right, I don't know mm-hmm. what that paint job costs twenty thousand dollars or something. But they're going to do the rumors an LCF, which is like a six hundred horsepower version of that big coupe. It's going to be Christ. nice. All right, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays, and BetOnline.ag is in the giving spirit with two incredible promos. Create a free account and use the promo code Podcast One for a fifty percent sign up bonus. And uh, refer a friend. It gives uh, gives them a two hundred percent bonus to your friend, up to two hundred bucks. Such a great gift. NFL, NHL, NBA, football or basketball, or entertainment odds. Early odds on the Oscars. Yeah, I wonder if there's a prop bet on the first host dropping <laughs> out two days after yeah, getting I mean- the nod. <laughs> Go online or use your mobile phone to uh, sign up today. And uh, try uh, live in-game betting. Always makes it that much more exciting. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Uh, you can get it. Uh, get the holiday shopping done early. Refer a friend. Use that promo, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook expert. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're looking at this Infinity G. 60 was Q60. Kind of, oh sorry Q60. Q. so it's up to 400 horsepower i wonder how they're doing yeah, that mm-hmm. turbo yeah, the price range turbo from V6? about yeah price range from about 40k to 55k um for the 2018 model mm-hmm. and yeah so that's so but 55 is probably the base price of the big engine version and so it's probably get it into the 60s low 60s if for the 400 horsepower version but you're right it's a good looking car and i bet it scoots around pretty good with uh, with that 400 horsepower, yeah, seven speed automatic. When are those? Um, so when are those Lexus, the one we like, the Sport Coupe Lexus? When are they going to go full plug in, or are they partial plug in now and so partial the, electric? I, bu- or? I believe the LC is they have a V8 gas engine, then they have a plug in version, and then eventually they're going to have a high performance F version. I've driven the V8. I haven't driven the plug in. Version. I don't know if it's straight plug, like a hybrid. Is the BMW with their R8? Is it R8? Jesus. Uh, I8. 
I8, I3, I4, R, Audi, R. Yeah. <laughs> Too many cars, brain shrinking, cars growing. <laughs> the BMW i8. Yeah. Are they going to have a second act with that car? Are they going to give us a world beater? Or are they going to just sort of sit back and go, hey, 18 miles, plug in, but look how bitching this thing looks? Yeah. I'm always curious, like with a car that looks that way, they either need to ramp up the performance or ramp up the range as as the electric version of it. And they're kind of floating in the middle for a while of being subpar on both of those things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where it goes. I mean, they announced a convertible. They have a convertible available. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know there's much change as far as the technology. Now, the i3 got a bump. We talked about last time, got a bump in range because of a new battery. Yeah. And so, but maybe that is going to work its way to the i8 as well. And I'll, I mean, because you're you're right. It's like it's it's such a short range. Doubling it wouldn't make the huge difference in the world, but it would make all the difference in the world, right? Like if it's forty range, could you get eighty, and then all of a sudden it's interesting? Yeah, you know, because I don't I don't really know what the range is. I don't know if it's thirty or eighty or forty or what. Now the first iteration, which is the only iteration of that car, I believe so, was like eighteen miles. That's what it is. Yeah, eighteen. What? Do, I don't know what you do with that. I literally work, but it's not that fat. You know, like if you said, "Hey, it's a hybrid," you can put it in straight electric mode, like an NSX, and get eighteen miles. Fine, but then if you said, "But the hybrid technology makes that car zero to sixty in three point seven seconds," because it has. You know, I, an electric I, motor off the transmission or something. Then I'd be like, okay, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I calculated my distance from work, and it was like 11 miles or yeah. something. And I'm like, I can't get to work and back on one overnight charging, yeah. and I live relatively close to where I work. And it's like, well, plug it in when you get to work. It's like, listen, everybody, <laughs> first things first. I don't have a charging port. I'd have to run a 50-foot cord, like, out the window. Yeah. And also, when you plug those things into just household current and use a 50-foot extension cord, you get a mile every hour and 41 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it takes two days to charge. <laughs> it takes two days to get to 10 miles. Yeah, like, yeah. don't give me that. Just plug it in when you get to work. Well, here's a question for you or for Chris. What is the range of an Acura NSX if you just put it in electric-only mode? And I wonder... If you can do that, I wonder if it like if you start doing more than sixty miles an hour, it turns itself off and goes to the gas engine. Like I don't know if it can really do that. We're just yeah, we're just not there yet. But man, are we close? Because I just want to plug it in and go, and I don't want to think about it. Yeah. And and I don't need the world. Yeah. Like I really feel. Well, we're getting more I, I, and more I'll, electric I'll, options. I'll give you. I'll give you a real good example. I was interviewing for Take a Knee. You guys should subscribe to that. It's kind of cool. The guy who's the CEO of NetJets or JetSuiteX. Jet yeah. And I said to him, like, you know, what's the future of air travel, you know, and hypersonic and uh, Concorde? And, you know, I want to get to Europe in three hours, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I want to get to Tokyo in five hours, you know, mm-hmm. instead of 13 hours or whatever. And he said... How often you go to Tokyo? And I go, never. <laughs> never, because it takes 13 hours. <laughs> and he's like, 
who's going back and forth to Europe and Tokyo? And I'm like, nah, I don't know. Nobody. Yeah. People that can afford to fly private. Chip Connor. Chip Connor <laughs> in, his, in his GTO Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> so then he said, no, no. The future's bing, bing, here to there. Yeah. I got it. We're, Lime we're scooters. Uber scooters. I got to or... get from my place <laughs> in La Cunada to Seth MacFarlane's place up in the hills of Hollywood on a Saturday night. Yeah. I don't want to take an hour. Right. It's take 18 minutes or yeah. th- 13 minutes or nine minutes, right? That move, those move, those short moves, that's the future. And the thing about cars and talk about plug-ins, they're like, how am I going to take the family to the Grand Canyon? Yeah. How often do you take the family to the Grand Canyon? The answer is never. Yeah. But how often do I go back and forth from my house to this warehouse and then back again? All day, all every day. day, all the time. I do it 90 99.99% of the time more than I go to the Grand Canyon or 100%. So what I want is to go home, plug it in on Sunday night, yeah. have it be at 85 miles of plug-in range, drive it back and forth three or four times, and then on Thursday night or Friday night, just plug it in again. Plug it in again. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't need 500 miles. Nobody really needs How are you going to get to Vegas? I don't know. How often do you drive to Vegas? There's yeah. a Southwest flight for 89 bucks. Yeah, I don't drive to Vegas. My, my point is... so much traffic now. My point is, <laughs> it's work and back, work and back, yeah. work, or drop the kids off at whatever practice and work and back. So sad that we've done drop the kids off at soccer practice instead of football. <laughs> I wonder why. Because we're turning a nation of pussies. All right, let me tell you about Castrol Edge. Heat, friction, viscosity breakdown. They rob your engine of maximum performance. Friction results in loss of performance up to 10%. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to be stronger under pressure, helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance for your car. Three times... Three times stronger, fool. Against viscosity breakdown and leading oils, Castrol Edge. Unlock the true performance in your car's engine today with Castrol Edge. Yeah. You know, you were talking about uh, uh, the hybrid stuff. And at the LA Auto Show, we saw the new Porsche 911. It's the 992 designation. And this this car, this chassis, if you will, is, is sort of designed from the ground up to support a hybrid hybrid drivetrain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the Porsche Panamera, the Porsche Panamera Turbo S Hybrid is like the most powerful thing in their lineup right now. Um, and it's fantastic. And there's potentially a version of that, like a Porsche but- 911 Turbo S Hybrid. By the way, Max Patty, you should have been standing there when we were standing looking at the $60,000 Panamera hybrid with the <laughs> dealer in Los Angeles, the Porsche dealer. And Matt said to the guy, before we pop the trunk lid, the hatch lid, he said, yeah, I think the hybrids have a smaller capacity, for, you know, cubic for, for storage because of they have to make room for the batteries in the hybrid system. And the guy goes... Nope, same size as the uh, diesel or same size as the gas-powered yeah. ones in the trunk. And he went, okay. And then the guy popped the thing up, and then the guy looked down, and then Matt went, isn't that smaller than the regular one? And he went, yeah, I guess it is. It's like three <laughs> inches deep. It's just all battery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd like to make a $63,000 purchase from you. <laughs> Nobody knows shit anymore. Nobody knows a fucking thing anymore. Do you understand? 
46-year-old guys who sell Porsches for a living have no fucking idea what's going on in the back hatch of that. And guess who does? The guy who has a $9,000 Alfa Romeo. 13.3. 13.3. And he used common sense. Well, the I guy mean, overpaid. I had it. <laughs> okay. Well, he did overpay. And also, mate, see, I was standing there going, huh, we got Matt, who's smart, who doesn't spout off when he doesn't know stuff and it makes sense mm. but then we have the guy who works here full-time and sells these car these cars full-time geez i wonder who's right he pops the thing he's like oh, of course matt's right <laughs> and also hey dumb people of the world shut up just shut up if when, you don't matt, know don't you don't know it. just shut up because we're gonna pop the thing and find out we went and looked at that panamera Matt said eight things about the car. He was right. The other guy said four things about the car. He was wrong on all of them. Yeah, he doesn't even need to make a statement. If Matt says that, he could have just went, well, let's find out. That's the thing about dumb. It could have been a game show. That's the new wave of dumb people. They want to talk about stuff, but they don't know what they're saying. This is why the car manufacturers really don't want you to go to the dealer. They want a scenario like with like what Lincoln's trying to do now and going, hey, you know what? We'll just we'll just show up to your house with, with a suitcase full of leather swatches and paint colors and go, right. just pick what you want and we'll deliver it to the house. You don't need to come to the to the you know to the dealer anymore. Anyway, All right. speaking what of paint, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna tell you about Zybar. But mm-hmm. yeah, that nine eleven hybrid is gonna be fantastic. You get like seven hundred horsepower. But here's the thing about it, it's because of electric motors and things like that and battery will be in the front, you're gonna get a much better weight balance. Because mm. a nine eleven now is something like thirty nine percent in the front and whatever so, right. you know, sixty one in the back, thirty nine, sixty one. Right. It, it would be better, better right. balance, right? Sure. Zybar, I'll tell you guys about this revolutionary new product that we love here. We're excited about it. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It has a thickness of 0.001 inch, which reduces radiant heat by 90%. It's the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. That's pretty impressive. It's non-corrosive and does not break down even in 2,000-degree environments. It makes wraps, shields, and expensive ceramic coatings obsolete. You can use Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar comes in four awesome colors. they got bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray that will make your engine a showpiece. We've talked to these guys. I think they'll do you custom color if you call them up they can and ask them, them nicely. Yeah, it's a really cool product. Zybar is available for purchase at Zycoat.com and many auto parts retail locations. That's Zycoat.com. It's Z-Y-C-O-A-T.com. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. All right. Uh, show's coming up at Flappers in Burbank on uh, Tuesday, the 18th, this Tuesday. Also, Irvine Improv, January 24th. Go to amcroll.com. Check out Chassis. Check out the Chassis store. Check out Corolla. Adam Corolla goes racing. You can check that at motortrend.com slash Adam. Season two on there. Lots of good stuff. Check out the racing merch, everybody. Mm-hmm. CorollaRacing.com. Really cool hats, cool t-shirts, cool jackets, cool logos, and all that good stuff. And uh, check out Shift and Steer as well. You can listen yeah, to that podcast one. Until next time, Adam Kroll from Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. 
CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. We'll be right back. 